What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. Look at this. We're home. We are grooving. Big improvements coming. And we got a packed, stacked episode. Uh, Listen, let's get right into the news. The first thing I want to discuss is uh, my microphone's coming apart. Give me a second here. Nope. We're good to go. We are good to go. All untangled, retangled, back in action, stalling, letting some people actually show up for the chat, let them know, let them be there to be like, hey, you're just talking to yourself, so don't even get into your first joke yet. Don't don't get started on the episode because you're talking to yourself right now. You're pacing around, and I know that you're saying a bunch of words, but you're literally just talking to yourself. All right, people aren't showing up for the chat that quickly, so if I'm talking to myself, these things happen. Listen, I'm watching what's going on out there in the in the Gazas, which but for, for the rest of uh, the run-your-mouth things, we're going to move the anti-Semitism to the end of the show. Uh, I'm 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 not done with the topic, but we're gonna start. It's not gonna be our lead in anymore, which is fancy news talk. We're gonna we're gonna do all sorts of other topics, and then we'll put it at the end of the show. Bury the anti-Semitism for later, so we can bring people in with all the other topics that we explore in the show that are a lot more inclusive. And listen, I've been putting out real suggestions, and no one's listening to my suggestions anyways. You would think after COVID, you would think after the Ukraine war, you'd think after all the things that I've gotten right, people in the government would just call me up and go, hey, Rob, what do you think? But no, are they doing that? Are they starting to develop creepy uh, exploding spider robots? Has anyone looked into that yet? Or why don't they have iron tunnels? You got iron domes, you got nothing for the tunnels. And speaking of the tunnels, you look at the sophisticated system that the Gazans have, and you're telling me that in New York City they can't fix the subway systems? How easy is it to make tunnels? That's what this war is really about. It's trying to make our unions look better because they can't let the world know that even the most simplistic of terrorists can very easily build tunnels. Anyone know how easy it is to make a tunnel? Just for kicks, if I wanted to make a tunnel between me and the subway station over there, and not the subway station, I'm at the actual subway pizza place, which I don't eat subway anymore. There was a time, maybe a decade past, where my stomach was still subway eating ready, and oh my god, did I get fat on that stuff. And I wonder what percentage of my smell I lost over COVID, because I don't seem to smell the subway anymore. I'm not even talking about the subway, I'm messing that up, there's the dominoes over there, because I used to smell those dominoes all the time. But anyways... Back to the Gaza thing, we're going to discuss it at the end of the show. Uh, I'll give you guys just a quick summation about everything, because I don't understand the history. I'm not really a war and uh, an expert, and uh, I do see some contradictions in what I've put forward. So we'll discuss it at the end of the show, because uh, the best arguments I'm seeing is, hey, this is a war, and there are civil- civilian casualties or an unfortunate part of war. Um, we'd rather battle the enemy directly. We don't see any other options. And then the other side's going, we're occupied. Uh, you empowered Hamas and you're killing civilians. But like I said, we're not going to do it. this stuff at the beginning of the show. We're going to do it at the end of the show. Save the anti-Semitism for later. It's dessert. <laughs> for now on, anti-Semitism dessert on the Run Your Mouth podcast. Uh, I was dealing with some real bullshit today. Oh my God, I wish you guys could have been there for some of the bullshit that I dealt with. You guys would have loved this phone call. I was talking to some lady from Hertz. You know, when I was out in Denver, maybe it was a year ago, I was out in Denver, I rented a car, 
And like four months later, I get a I get a like a letter in the mail telling me that because of damages that may or may not have occurred while the car was in my possession, that may or may not have been my fault. I owed them like five hundred forty dollars, and I was instantly furious. What are you talking about? May or may not have occurred. You better have evidence that I did this. You're just gonna tell me that I owe you money out of nowhere? What you could just walk around your car lot with a baseball bat, start smashing windows, and then telling me that it's my fault? How do you know that this happened on my watch? Anyways, let's just condense this whole thing to the one conversation I had now. I thought that this had been uh, taken care of. And then I saw a letter and I've been away for a whole month saying, hey, if you don't give us this money within the next 10 days, this is going to collections. And so I called this lady up. And uh, at one point when I was informing her that she needed to give me more time because they didn't do a good job of sending me any of this information, it turns out that they had the wrong email address for me. And I'm on the case, and I go, well, how do you guys have the wrong email address for me? Well, that with the email address that we had added, like, all sorts of letters. I'm like, that, that doesn't it doesn't make sense. When I got the car, you, I used an email address. You guys have been using the wrong email address the entire time. This is on you. And the lady goes, nope, it's your fault because we made an attempt to reach you. Oh, my God. And if you guys could have heard the glorious tirade that I went on, with this poor lady who was just trying, well, no, she's an evil woman and she knew what she was doing. But I was like, so you attempted to reach me? So like, if you would have given this envelope to a carrier pigeon, you attempted to reach, why did I even bother doing that? I was like, you could have taken this envelope, written on it, just threw it out your window. That's an attempt to reach me. Or I was like, why even bother opening up your window? So you're telling me that if you had a board within your office and you put up on the board an envelope says, attention, Rob Bernstein, you could say an attempt to reach me had been made? Anyways. I went on a pretty glorious tirade. I don't think I got anywhere. If anything, I'll just at this point let it go to collections. And you know what? Hurts. You lost a customer. I was probably renting 40 cars a year from you. And uh, now you'll see none of it. And whatever. I guess the mortgage that I'll never take out will be uh, more heavily impacted. All right. I had one other uh, random. Oh, yeah. This was. uh, And then I tried submitting the report. And you ever actually sit down to do something? And like you're impressed with yourself that you actually sat down and you did it. Here I am, I'm actually sitting here and I'm filling out insurance forms. And of course you're furious. You're like, I already work three jobs. This is somebody else's job. I've already emailed you guys. I gave you all the information. I've submitted it. Nope. You got to go to their website and you got to fill it all out. You got to put all the forms in. You got to make sure everything's properly marked. They want to sign you as much paperwork as possible to make sure that they don't have to make any payments. But then you sit there. You're like, I've taken my ginsengs. I've, I've snorted my ashwagandha mushrooms. I've taken the B vitamins. I've taken the C vitamins. I've had the coffee. I've chewed on the Nicorettes. I've done everything in my capacity to make sure that I can focus for these 30 minutes to get this garbage fucking paperwork out of the way. And then you're actually proud. You give yourself a pat on the back. You're like, my God, I've actually done something productive with my time. I filled out paperwork. I'm a new man. I'm an adult. And then you get an email that says that you still like have to do more steps. You're like, that's it. Uh, that that you, you hurts. You can work it out at this point with Alliance, and if you two can't figure this one out, then whatever. Ding my credit score. Hopefully, I'll get processed for, uh, well, I haven't even submitted. I, I don't even use credit card points anyways. Whatever. I'll just continue to be a discount shopper, imagining what my life would be like if I actually racked up all these model mi- miles and was able to sit in that fill- fancy Delta lounge and drink alcohol for free. 
I'll just, you know what, I, I, this way you got to do in life. You just got to give up in advance. You just got to go, you know what, I'm never going to get a mortgage and I'm never going to sit in that fancy Sky Mile lounge despite the fact that I probably spend more time on airplanes than anybody. And I will give back to the system everything that I could have saved by having a better credit score by overpaying for coffee and alcohol in the airport out of spite. And then if you do that, who cares about your credit score? Is there, does a credit score do anything else for you other than possibly get you into that fancy, uh, the fancy airport lounges with better credit cards and possible upgrades on flights that you're on all the time? Is there anything else that it can do for you? What you got to do is, I guess, find a lady in your life that's got a good credit score. You bring the cash to the table. You don't even have kids or have sex, but you're just like, with our powers combined, we can sit in airport lounges and drink together. And isn't, isn't that what life's about? All right, guys, got a couple of dates coming up. Uh, firstly, we just added the shell early December. All these uh, dates are on my website, RobbieTheFire.com. I'm playing in Norwalk, Connecticut this Friday night with a uh, uh, whole bunch of really funny local comics. It's my only Connecticut gig that I've got lined up for the entire year. Haven't done anything locally in a while. Come support. That's cool. Be nice if a whole bunch of people bought tickets and people are like, holy shit, we didn't realize Rob was such a big deal. And then I could get booked on all sorts of local shows. Uh, and then also I will be out in Jersey this Saturday night, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, Lou Perez has a weekly show over there. There's always fun lineups. All right, and now let's take a moment to say down with Big Shave. You know, everyone listening right now, you got to go to nadoshaveco.com. That's spelled N-A-D-O-E shaveco.com we're going down with big shave not only are we taking a stance against pickleballs we're taking a stance against these crummy razors five six seven eight blades packaged into plastic overcharging you just so that they can make statements online that you know degrade our political uh the system by spending money on cnn and, and, and never come into programs like this. So if you're a real man out there and you actually go into the razor and like a real psychopath just look in the mirror and just go blade right on scalp like a real man. Or if you just use it to trim the sides or you're just losing it like to, you know, uh, to, to trim the little things that get left behind when you're using electric razors or whatnot. The cheapest place that you can possibly get quality laser, uh, quality razors. I'm not selling Jew lasers. We haven't gotten that sponsor yet. Hasn't called us up, but you know, hopefully once they hear my idea about turning the Iron Dome into an Iron Tunnel, maybe they'll come on board. But between now and then, you want to support the show. You want to make sure you got high quality razors. You go to NaduShaveCo.com. Use promo card RYM. You're going to get yourself 15% off. You're going to help take down these giant conglomerates. Which all these other conglomerates, you think Gillette doesn't have some tie-in with some other products that you don't like? The people at Johnson Johnson? Who who are the who are even these figures behind the these these shady, shadowy characters behind these shitty overpriced plastic razors? Alright, I think I've made my point. Support the show. <laughs> Go to nadoshaveco.com. Uh, you get yourself some fancy, high-grade razors. Uh, they're uh, well-priced. And you use promo code RYM, you get yourself 15% off. Alright, let's take a couple of comments. Oh, things are getting active. Roscoe Pico. Uh, Nemorata Nikki Haley is her real name. Alright, fun fact over there. Badizi, can't watch now, just pooping in to leave uh, a like. Heat underwear rules. That guy's spelling is even worse than mine. But uh, yeah, shout out to Sheath. Robert's going to be on the show later with his monthly business tips and to discuss some other matters. All right, 
We're bringing back this segment. Let's get into some daily topics. But um, the gap in life, the gap in life expectancy between men and women in the U.S. is at its widest in 30 years, as more men realize they can't stand their wives. All right, let's break this down. What the hell is going on that so many men are dying like five, six, seven, eight, nine years before their women? All right, we're gonna float some theories. You guys, tell me what you think. Do you think men are secretly they're winning the battle here? And basically, we're cheating because we're constantly being more unhealthy in relationships to make sure that they don't have to be the last one out of the relationship because no one wants to have to care for the other person at the end. That kind of sucks. You know what I mean? It's like having to take out the garbage because someone put the last piece on there, eating the last cookie, drinking the last the, the last sip from the whiskey. Now you got to throw out the bottle. I, is that what's going on? Is that men realize, hey... If I don't, if I actually take care of myself, I might outlive this lady and then I got to watch her die. So instead what I'll do is I'll go to the bar every night. I'll eat my Doritos. I'll have my big fat sandwiches. And uh, as a result, she's going to have to watch me die. It's the game of who can be more unhealthy in a relationship to make sure that the other person's got it. That's the retirement policy. What's my retirement policy? I'm going to make sure that that lady lives longer than I do so that she's, she's stuck with me before I'm stuck with her. Or maybe, despite all the female complaining, they're always out there. They're talking about gender wage gaps. They're talking about, uh, you know, how life's not fair, how everyone's mistreating women. And maybe, amidst all the female complaining, they're actually overlooking all the struggles that men have to go to by having to listen to all their complaining. See what I'm saying? It turns out maybe all of this uh, bitching and moaning is actually taking years off your partner's lives, which uh, you're partly at fault for the fact that, you know, dudes are dying early. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? People in the chat, you think it's that men are more unhealthy because they want to make sure that they're going out first? Or is it that uh, female complaining is taking years off their partner's lives? That's maybe how you can start winning arguments with your wife. I don't have one. Or a lady here at all. But, you know, maybe you do. And maybe that's the way that you can start winning them is going, uh, honey, you know, this is really stressing me out. And uh, I don't want to die seven years before you. All right. Next up, what do we got? Um, hundreds of migrants have been injured after trying to climb over the wall that separates Mexico and the U.S. How experts are working to make sure they fall on the Mexican side. That's the last thing you want to do is, hey, you got to start providing care for people. Who's getting the bad coyote directions that they're actually climbing the wall? I see footage. Are they trying the doors? Apparently, the doors are just open. You, you don't, don't, don't be climbing the wall without trying the stupid st- the, the stupid storm doors. Those are just open. Or you got to ask the other people for the directions of where they're showing up that they can just walk right through, no problem. And then lastly, we've got Biden met with Z to reassure Z that Biden is an empty vessel for whoever really doesn't want him to touch Taiwan. That's how you keep the guy off Taiwan. You sit him down with Joe Biden, and you make sure he knows this guy's not making any decisions. You sit, bl- you sit blinking and whatever other deep stew cooks right behind him. You stare Z right in his face, and you let him know, hey, this Biden guy, he's got no idea what the fuck is going on. So you better be careful when you go and touch Taiwan. Better not do it on our watch. All right. Going the wrong way here. Going the wrong way. Come on. Go the right way. We've got... Uh, Tim Scott has left the Republican race and you've got DeSantis and Haley are seeking to leverage Scott's exit because with our powers combined, 
we can still totally lose this election. I don't know what they're looking to combine powers for. I guess they're duking it out now for whoever can audition for being the best representative of the deep state to maybe get a paycheck later on at some other point in time and however that system works. I mean, at this point, why are donors even trying to rally behind these people other than to spend more money in a big fat loss? Unless it's just a money washing scheme that they want to make sure that they put enough money into these campaigns so when the campaigns fail drastically, they can still be expensing fancy dinners, flights, and all sorts of stuff on campaigns that never had a chance anyways. All right, flying through topics. And speaking of Nikki Haley, let's uh, see what she last had to say in a interview this was making the rounds on social media. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden, people have to stand by what they say, and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids, and it's going to help our country. No more being anonymous online. If what we need is everybody, when they log into their phone and they interact digitally, we know exactly who you are. And we're not just talking about the way that the NSA gathers all the information and, you know, the way that uh, big data is collected on you all the time. No, we need this to be a more public record so we don't have to pretend like we got to look through these secret channels and corridors and open up cases and get warrants for all the information that we already had collected on you anyways. No, what we need is that if anyone's going to be on the Internet, well, then we know exactly who you are at all times. No more anonymous posting. And on that note, you know, any social media platform, they could sell themselves as the no anonymous uh, post platforms. I believe with Facebook, didn't you have to actually uh, validate yourself? And I guess Facebook, if they wanted to, if it was better for their business, they could force validations. I could even see why some people might prefer a social media environment where people are validated. Believe that to the companies. When suddenly, you know, the government's getting involved, doesn't that just sound... Like, and, and we also had that statement from Katie Hochul or whatever it was. It's always for our benefit. There's always, because of the dangers that might exist online, we have to start tracking everyone's behavior on social media because if not, their evil statements might lead to this, which might lead to that, which is why we have to start restricting your freedoms immediately for your own benefit. And we all know what's going on here. They want to know who's dissenting. They want to know who they got to censor. Any, any one of these people that's not pro-free pro speech, is not pro, hey, we got to make sure that everyone's got a voice, everyone can interact, everyone can have their freedom, and they can be tracked even less. Any statement like this that you hear, which is something more about removing your ability to be anonymous on the internet and for government to track you, just, just, just know what people are up to. When I get All right, next topic. Oh, dude. You know how sometimes I say on this show that I'm just pulling information out of my ass, but it's unbelievable how accurate the information up my rectum is? I, I, I swear, I think my, my rectum might be manifesting the news at this point because I, I saw the headline about how the House passes measures to avert a shutdown, how the Democrats and the Republicans came together, all the Republicans that tried to boot McCarthy because he was doing nothing to reduce the budget, 
their votes didn't even matter on this one because the Democrats were happy enough to work together with that Republican contingency that's also just willing to overlook dead and pretend like they're making minor adjustments and that Israel and whatever war machine and other people are getting their resources. And usually, well, we pretend like we're going to have a problem with this till the very deadline. And when I saw that instantly these two sides came together, I was like, yeah, because it's Thanksgiving. These people don't want to have to pretend like they're not going home for Thanksgiving. They don't want budget things on their mind. You got to leave that for when it's not pre-vacation. Because they're exactly like you and I when we had college papers. They wait for the last second. They wait for the deadline. Then they just go, ah, fuck it. We don't have a solution. Sure, just send everybody the money. Print more checks. Wash some more things. Make sure people have their earmarks and they give up. But when I saw that they were able to get this done within like 10, you're like, oh, yeah, because it's Thanksgiving and they don't want these things on their mind. And I, I was just like intuitively, I just knew. I was like, yeah, this is clearly a Thanksgiving thing. I wouldn't think that these people would be so open to just report back to us. Yes, if there's things that we want to do in our lives and uh, it doesn't matter how important the, you know, the task is, such as the country going bankrupt. You know, if it's actually family time and family vacation, we're not. <laughs> We're not, we're not going to look into what's what's bankrupting us. And that was just me. Just I saw the headline. I was like, this is clearly they want to get home for Thanksgiving, right out of the Wall Street Journal. The bill's passage showed many lawmakers had little appetite for brickmanship uh, just ahead of their Thanksgiving break, opting for a clean measure that extends funding at current levels but pushes off fights over issues including border security, federal spending levels, and Ukraine funding just ahead of the vote. House Democrats' leaders threw their support behind the bill, saying in a statement that it avoided harmful cuts in extreme right-wing policy riders. There you go. They just went, you know what? I'm hungry for some turkey. Fuck it. Everyone game to take the month off and resume not solving these things next month. All hands say yay. All right. If you were looking for the last destination where you can get 1980s Wall Street type energy, if you wanted to know what government organization is out there and you can sleep with your subordinates, make them come out with you, drink some whiskeys, send dick pics around the office, then you got to go work at the FDIC. You know why? I guess they got nothing to do over there but party. You show up to banks, and at the end of the day, if anything fails, you're just processing other people's money. And so, you know, you're, you're, you're out in these boring towns. You don't even have the thrill of doing stand-up comedy late at night. You're just walking into a bank pretending like you're checking the books. And you know, other departments are in charge of cooking the books. So well, what does it matter what's on the books? You know, you've already got people going, hey, listen, you don't have to write down that loan or don't worry, you're out of money. We've got our uh, we've got our overnight lending window. Oh, you've got too much money. Well, then lend us through the overnight lending window. You've got 45 other departments in government that basically exist just to cook the books and make sure that there's enough money in the system. So when you show up as the FDIC people and you just got to go, yeah, 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 whatever, it doesn't matter. It's someone else's money if this thing fails and the whole thing's a Ponzi scheme anyways, and I just kind of sign off on it, you can bet the those fuckers are partying. Uh, I did enjoy this line, though, because, you know, it's fun to check out the patterns of every time anyone gets in trouble in government because it's always the exact same thing. It's like every time you watch these congressional hearings and they go, it's uh, not, uh, you know, typically speaking, we don't like to process, uh, we don't like to comment on ongoing investigations. It's like they only got so many playbooks. So I remember at the end of the whole Russia collusion nonsense when they unwound that whole thing, do they recommend any changes? Nope course they didn't recommend any changes they went all of our structures are perfect now yes 
they completely failed this past time. But if in the future we were to use our current structures properly, well, then we would everything would be perfect because government is perfect. It was just in this one small instance when we didn't properly use our current processes in place that we that we encountered such a failure. But if we can just make a return to uh, using our processes in the correct way, well, then everything will be fine. So you know what I do? I say that we take a radical stance towards keeping everything the same. Because if we just do the same thing a little bit better, we can expect the outcome to be perfect because after all, we're the government and we came up with these processes. So why would we come up with new processes? It's kind of like the, the liberal wet dream of, well, there's just the amount of, right amount of regulation. We never get the right amount of regulation. We can't just have it all chaotic. And sure, if government steps in too aggressively, it will ruin the market. But if we have just the right amount, it's always this magical, just the right that they can never do. But it doesn't matter. Government's got to stay in the kitchen. And so here you go. I guess he had this problem of uh, women being sexually assaulted at the FDIC, being invited out to strip clubs, being shown dick pics. They must be doing coke in this office. If you can take anything away from this. All right, here we go. He said the agency already has appropriate policies and procedures in place. The challenge, he said, is that it's really on management to instill the confidence in our employees to utilize those procedures and policies in a way that they can feel safe and secure. No problems here. We just got to be radically the same. Uh, so, you know, Biden's sitting down and uh, he's meeting with Z. And I, I think we can all expect how those meetings are going. Maybe what they're doing is they have a double translator situation where the same way that, uh, you know, Z's got a translator to translate the English. And then he says the things in the Chinese and then the Chinese goes back to the English. Maybe like, uh, you know, Biden just whispers gibberish to a person. And then that person just says what the deep state wanted him to say. And then they go from there. Uh, apparently, one of the things that it's on the table to discuss is that China's not doing enough to uh, try and get rid of fentanyl, uh, which I always thought that was more of a, a Mexico problem. I don't know how the Mexico teamed up with the uh, with the Chinese to mix the fentanyl. into. I guess the fentanyl comes in from China and then the Mexicans keep cutting it into the drugs. I don't know how it works, but I like that, you know, if there was if there was one of the biggest issues that uh, Biden had to address, it's, hey, my kid says it's really annoying to be testing these drugs. So like, if you could like get rid of the fentanyl, man, that'd be way cooler. <coughs> All right. And if you want to see some real bullshit, lawyer says Trump aide told her after 2020 election, the boss is not going to leave. Here's the storyline. You know, you got this January 6th case. Apparently it's not going to even happen until after the election. And guess what? I'm voted in and I pardoned myself. But anyways, you know, they're trying to ramp up. They got 45 lawsuits going on against Donald Trump, threatening the fellow with jail time. Everyone's coming after him. And uh, now as they get all these people to take their plea deals and go, hey, I need some sort of a statement here that might be able to get me, <coughs> might allow us to get the other guy. They got some lady saying that not Donald Trump, but some other person while they were at a party but not too drunk to be making statements that couldn't be made off the record as to how you can possibly make that. Like, what, you got a breathalyzer? You breathalyze this person at the party? 
You're, you're saying that legally I could be at a party, talk to someone and go, hey, I know that you've been drinking, but I can tell that you're okay to drive. Is that actually a legal standard of uh, how many drinks have been consumed? You don't see the person. You don't see how many drinks they consume, but you can just ascertain that that person's coherent enough that the statements that they make are actually representative of other people and are valid sources. And so the lady says that apparently someone else said that Donald Trump said he's not leaving, which could have just been Donald Trump joking. I mean, that's like nine steps removed from actual uh, uh, direct testimony. <laughs> feels a lot like the limo incident where, you know, they were claiming that Donald Trump had, uh, you know, super stretch Armstrong arms that he was able to break through the barricade between the front and the back of the vehicle from a limo and choke out a trained Secret Service agent and tell him, nope, we're going to go do what I want to do. And of course, it comes by a lady who's reporting that someone else saw the incident. Bullshit. You want something that's not bullshit? You go to phoenixammo.com. You want to know why you go to phoenixammo.com? Do you guys want to know why you go to phoenixammo.com? Because these people have high-quality bullets. The type of stuff that the people who are going out on competition and they want to showcase how good they are at shooting bullets, these are the kind of bullets that they're using. And they're getting them at phoenixammo.com. And you know why you guys are going to love phoenixammo.com? Because these people don't sell to the deep state. Nope. They don't want any involvement in, in, in police activities. They don't want any involvement in foreign wars. They're, they're, they're saying no to all that stuff. And you know what they're doing? They're making high-quality bullets that they'll only sell directly to you, the consumer. And you know how you get your hands on these bullets that the deep state can't even get their hands on? That comes in full bags? You want a full bag of bullets that the deep state can't get its hands on? Too high-quality for the government. You got to go to phoenixammo.com. Um, and you don't need no promo codes. That's how good their pricing is. You go to phoenixammo.com and get yourself the bullet that's used by professionals. And the government can't even get their hands on these bullets. So if you want some high-quality bullets made here in the USA from good old American workers in Detroit, Michigan, high-quality stuff, the premier supplier of the militia industrial complex, people like me and you just want to stay safe, make sure that we can enjoy our right to bear arms, you go to phoenixambo.com, go load up. All right, let's cover one more topic, which, like I said, we're keeping our anti-Semitism to the end. And then we got Bobby the Bank from Sheath coming on. Um, all right, so I thought that this was this was from the New York Times Daily Briefing, and I felt like this was a pretty good uh, summation of both sides on the Israel issue. So we're going to give it a read. The batter, battle over Al-Shifra Hospital in Gaza highlights a tension that often goes unmentioned in the debate over the war between Israel and Hamas. There may be no way for Israel to both to minimize civilian casualties and to eliminate Hamas. The reality of this trade-off still doesn't answer the question of what should happen in Gaza. Some people will conclude that the human cost and lives of innocent Palestinians does not justify removing Hamas from power, or that Israel may be undermining its own interests by trying to dismantle Hamas. That's the argument I've been making. Others will conclude that Hamas's recent killing of innocent Israelis and its repeated vows to destroy Israel represent a threat that no country would accept on its border. Um, so I was thinking about this a little bit, and I understand I am ignorant of the history, and I don't want to defend the uh, deaths of civilians. And you got to take this in context of everything that I've said thus far, bashing what's been going on over there. And this is not an endorsement. But I was given a little bit of thought to this. I might have even mentioned it on the show. When I look at my coverage of the Ukraine and Russia war, I go, 
you know, it was obvious that Russia was going to react in this way. You guys repeatedly said that you refused to not move the NATO border all the way up to their doorstep. He was saying that this was a red line. And so you guys went, you provoked the bear, and it's not an endorsement of anything that Putin was doing, but, you know, your continuous need to fight with Putin and your, uh, you know, not wanting to negotiate, I was like, this is all kind of natural outcome. And in a lot of respects, I was even faulting, um, I was even faulting the United States government and that they weren't trying to negotiate, uh, even placate Putin in a way, and that we were sending money over there that was just going to lead to more Ukrainian deaths. Now, you could look at all that, everything that we're saying about the Ukraine situation and going, yeah, but where's all the yelling and hollering about the Putins and all of the civilian deaths that took place in all those battles? And you want to know something? I don't think I said anything about anything that Putin was doing. We said that it was, you know, not cool. We're not endorsing it. But I don't think we did a lot of coverage over bombed buildings inside of Ukraine or civilian casualties. And I think when we were looking at the civilian casualties, I was going, this is why we shouldn't be involved and this is why we shouldn't be sending funds because otherwise this could de-escalate. Now, are these directly comparable to the Israel situation? No, not at all. I think what I'm trying to point out, though, is that one of the things that's been a little bit unfair of some of even my own coverage of the Israel stuff, and I've already pointed this out on the show, is that I don't know the numbers on every human catastrophe that happens across the globe, and that doesn't mean that human catastrophe, like, I don't know, this is where you start playing the internet game, where you're like, I don't want to come out as pro-death, you got to start every statement with, uh, I love babies, and I don't think any baby should die, unless you're into abortions, and you don't consider that a baby, in which case I'm on your side too. Hey, listen, I just want to be the nicest of everybody and make sure that I'm making the right placating statements at all time. Just if it wasn't already clear that I wasn't into death and I'd like everyone to be able to live a, a nice life with their kids and with happiness and a smile on their face at all times. It's like, you really got to make sure at all part, like, Hey, I'm really making sure that I'm making all the proper placations at the beginning of this thing. So that no one tries to spin this and go, Hey, you really love death and want to kill babies. All right, listen, we're all on the same page here. No one's advocating for death. No one's being pro death. No one's making statements for death. I guess the only point I'm trying to make here is that, uh, and this is why I was arguing that it was a strategic failure, is that, you know, the activities were being highlighted. But I'm just saying if we were to review the way, or even on this show, that we were looking at the whole Russia situation, uh, you know, I guess there was a little bit of a uh, realization of the fact that Putin was not going to accept NATO being on his doorstep, and he was going to go to war, and these are the costs of war. Uh, now, I, I don't buy into this. I'm just trying to be a little bit more fair on the coverage because once you've seen buildings and other travesties put right in front of you, you can't put an endorsement on it. And then on the Israel stuff, I guess you got a little bit more of a history of the empowering of Hamas. I'm just saying I'm, I'm uh, I, I, like, I, I guess the only decent argument I've heard on the Israeli side is that war is hell. We don't want to be at war. We don't want to be doing this stuff and that there's civilian casualties. And if you're actually going to do an honest comparison to every other form of warfare, there does seem to be civilian casualties, which I I, I don't really know what to make of that. You know what I mean? It's like it, it, it still it, it is allowing for uh, what to me seems terrible and seems like terrorism. But, you know, I, I, I want to, uh, uh, I guess, at least float it out there that I, I, I somewhat understand that one. With that being said, and this might just be my own internalized anti-Semitism, 
of having spent too much time around Jews. The problem is just the way that they're so arrogant and lie to you. It's so hard not to get annoyed with and start calling out bullshit. So like this is what this was uh, Netanyahu in the hill. You're next if Israel does not defeat Hamas. No, we're not. No, we're not. You know, that's what they keep claiming. If it, if it, that this is in our absolute strategic interest. And if we don't do like, firstly, there are more Muslims. I, I think Muslims like the fastest growing religion in the world. There's going to be a lot of them. And so if we're taking the approach that we have to keep these people down, what's how's that going to turn when the wheel turns and there's more of them? So if when we had the one slice of power, we took the approach of, hey, someone's got to keep these people down. Oh, just wait till the way you're crying when they have more power. It just seems like it's a bad look. And then this is just where they annoy you with these total and unbelievable outright lies about the situation. And so on this note, apparently uh, Ron, Rodney Dangerfield is back. He's not uh, quite as funny as he was in the last go around. And I watched him with this little skirmish. Um, and we're going to give this a quick watch. And then I see that uh, Bobby the Bank is here. And we're going to turn it over to you shortly. But um, let's close out the latest from the Israel coverage and give this a quick It's watch. been proven with certainty. It's been proven with certainty that the headquarters of Hamas is under the Al-Shifa Hospital in Gaza City. Now, you know what happened a couple of days ago? Proven by Hamas. Mark, are you going to let me finish? I, I, can't allow you to, I, finish. I cannot allow you to name to say 15 things that are unfactual and not be challenged on them. I'm happy to let you talk, but I want to ask clarifying questions. You're going to tell me what's factual? Mark, yes, I, no, Mark, I spent, I'm asking, I spent, I spent, I'm asking I spent five years of my life studying this, living it. What was the last time, what was the last time you were in Gaza, Mark? What was the last time you were in Gaza? Uh, 18 months ago. What, what, okay. was time what, what was the last time you were in Gaza? Um, uh, a few a few years ago. Okay, so you said Al Shifa Hospital has been proven Hamas headquarters. What independent yes. uh, uh, reference? What source? What investigation has proven that? Who has proven that it's an Al Shifa Hospital? Since it's been a proven fact, who proved it? So now we're going to get into this basic like Holocaust denying idea that that evidence that Israel has shown is not valid. I mean, is that what you're doing? Do you, no, do you deny that no, people no, no, rapes? No, 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 everybody that. The guy said something. Hey, this has absolutely been proven. The guy goes, well, how do you know it's been proven? He diverts it to going, well, have you been there? Which is like kind of like the classic, like, well, you know, my dad works in this industry. No, I'm asking you something. What's the evidence? Well, have you ever been there? Well, actually, I was there more recently than you. Well, how dare you question me? Because if you're questioning this, then you are a Holocaust denier. Challenges you is not doing Holocaust denial. You said that it's a Hamas headquarter. I simply asked you. I simply asked you for evidence of it. I said who, and you immediately equated it to Holocaust denial. Israel has presented evidence. Ask, like ask the CIA. Ask, ask, ask anybody. Ask who the CIA, this. sir. Yeah. Firstly, I don't think the CIA takes calls. I don't think if you go, hey, I was on a news show and I was in an argument with someone. Uh, you mind just clarifying this one? And when you go ask the CIA, are you saying we should ask the same intelligence officials that said that the uh, Biden laptop was uh, all, had all the earmarks of, uh, of Russian disinformation? It's the classic appeal to authority. Are, are, are we, the, ask, all, ask your health officials. You're, you're questioning getting a 14th booster for your baby or with your pregnant wife? Well, ask your health officials. Well, firstly, they don't take our call. Secondly, what's the track record of these people? You don't trust. You don't trust the government. You don't trust the American government. You don't trust the Israeli government. Who should we trust? Hamas. You want to trust Hamas? Go ahead. Trust Hamas. Okay. <laughs> All right. And so on that note, it's been proven. This video 
Maybe there was more evidence that came out today, but this has been an ongoing thing of that the uh, Hamas was headquarters was underneath one of these hospitals. And Israel's got to get a little bit better at its propaganda team because uh, they were putting out this video showcasing the live proof of the fact that the headquarters was located under this hospital and included. We're just going to do a quick skim of this. You guys can find it. You can watch it on your own time. And more evidence might have come out than, in fact, there was a uh, headquarters underneath this. But the evidence included um, curtains because we all know terrorists love curtains. If you see curtains on the inside of what could be a waiting room, that's clearly evidence of, uh, of terrorism. And then the amount of supplies that were supposedly in this headquarters was less than what you see in American gang raids. Like all of a sudden, he got the most sophisticated terrorist organization that needs to. Well, I don't know that they claim that they're that sophisticated, but it, 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 it something seems missing when you go. This is the headquarters. And then you're pointing to, yeah, there's a handful of grenades. There's these seven guns. And then and then the other one was he goes, look, there's a tunnel over here. There's a tunnel, But then they don't show you the tunnels even connecting. I mean, the, the fact that you go, here's live evidence of the fact that that was clearly the headquarters and I'm not even saying that Hamas didn't have a presence there, or maybe there isn't more evidence of it being a headquarters, but when they show you the live feed of, hey, look at this bombshell proof, and it doesn't even seem like great proof. I'm here in Gaza City. We are here next to a house of a terrorist. This is one of the senior terrorists who is the head of the operation down directly to the tunnel. The electricity now you can see the tunnel. tunnel and that the tunnel is you can see the tunnel range to the hospital. The tunnel is let down more than 20 meters down to the hospital. The robot found a door, a door that is in other hospital. We are now seeing then they go to the hospital. I want to show you are now that, oh, in the here, area what of the basement of the, of the uh, hospital. Bombshell proof is look at all these. I want to show you a room. I'm not saying Hamas wasn't there, but this is the this is the headquarters. This is the thing that we need to go in there and bomb civilians over is a couple of uh, hand grenades, two rocket launchers, and four rifles. That That's the headquarters that we need to be killing 10,000 civilians over. And then here, here was the, uh, um, they're filming, they're, there's a bike, we're filming, they've got showers. I also love this, that the tunnel systems, we can't possibly deal with the tunnel systems, but they all have air filtration systems. Structures. So have a top and take out all their air. Like, isn't that an option? Just closing them off? Let them all be stuck in there. And then here you go. This is curtains. And clearly, if there were curtains, it was because you wanted to film the hostages. Now, I'm not saying they weren't filming hostages. I'm just saying that doesn't seem like bombshell proof. Like if you were to if you were to have me write a list of proof that terrorists are using something as their headquarters, do you think nice curtains would make that list of proof? Like if I were trying to go into the CIA tomorrow and go, hey, I got proof that my neighbors are terrorists and it's because they have curtains in a windowless room. Do you think the CIA would go, oh, my God, curtains, the number one sign. Is that like when you look for like roaches or whatever, mice, and you see like the little piece of dung and you're like, oh, look, you clearly have mice here. There's this little piece of shit, right? Is that, is that the number one sign of terrorists? Is that there are a couple curtains? All right. Well, that's enough of my analysis of this situation. Why don't we turn it over to a man who's actually been out there in the flesh. You know it. terrorism for the United States government, inventing sheath underwear because Iraq gets so hot, you can't be, you can't be having all that chafing going on. You need to make separations in your life. Welcome you got to keep the show. them it's separated. A to have you, Mr. Robert. 
Thank you, Mr. Robert, Robbie the Fire. You're the man. Thanks. I love that background you're uh, rolling with there. That's really. I think uh, I think fire. we're gonna make use of this uh, more often. I'm a little bit, you know, I had high hopes when I went to the green screen, and I I thought I would change up the thing every episode. I've gone with the border wall a little bit too much, so I think when I don't otherwise have a uh, grand idea for backgrounds, I'll rotate you got you and Yo Kratom's. I got my Skankfest poster right here. Oh, yeah. That was pretty beautiful. sweet. It's got all the signatures from all the comedians. And then right next to it is Basil Badre Hafez, the Habibi, who we sponsor. We're an official sponsor of the UFC as of this particular moment as well. He's going to be fighting again in January. We did a meet and greet at our store this weekend and trying to get that good vibes, you know, like that winter vibes. I'm, I kind of like the idea of that that stuff is contagious the, those who hang out with or you kind of become like and uh he's a badass motherfucker that i like to hang out with in fact we're going to be watching the dave smith thing tonight awesome. the israel palestine debate because he we we went to the mark norman show uh he came to denver on friday of this last weekend and we went out to dinner afterwards and i referenced basil's um instagram stories and he's showing all this footage of the kids with no arms in palestine and this and that and i was so i ref i referenced that i was like man those instagram stories are harsh and that started a two-hour tirade of going off on how corrupt israel is and um how one-sided it is and it's really the land of the palestinians and whoo i got him started and he would not <laughs> stop but he's we're gonna I, I feel like him and dave would actually get along kind of I feel like uh, I've done uh, I pretty thoroughly given uh, the Israel's a uh, hard time and uh, we're going to continue to cover the topic, but at the end of the show, and I'd love to have someone uh, come on who can make a better case for Israel than, uh, than because I, it just, it seems uh, it, it just, I, I don't know how to defend it and everything that I'm seeing. I'm just reporting it the way that I'm seeing it. And uh, it, it doesn't look good. Yeah. You guys, I always, it seems like it all, it, you know, it makes sense. The points you guys make and, but then I hear the other side and then I'm like, Oh yeah, well that's a good point too. And then, so I'm staying out of it for the most part, you, yeah, you know, got, you got underwear to move. You've, you're solving problems. Well, exactly. you got to get involved in the Middle East. That's a problem that's been going on for thousands of years. But, you know, you solved, who knows? Maybe you're the one to solve the Middle East. People's dick and balls have been getting stuck together since probably caveman and pre-underwear times. And you solved that problem. So, Robert, maybe next year we got to put the Middle East on the vision board. And maybe you can figure out how to bring the... Airdrop. We need to do yeah. some drone drops and no, some No, maybe you can underwear. figure out how the Israelis and Palestinians can be together, but separate. <laughs> uh, separate, but equal. I, yeah. <laughs> I'll put some thought into it. There you go. Uh, um, yes. Robert, I have a question for you. Talk to me. I'm hoping New Year's to, uh, to have a gig. I even uh, put on my calendar that the date was reserved because someone told me that they had a gig for me. If I do not end up with a gig... Can I invite myself to the Mushroom and Vision Board ceremony out by you in Colorado? Hell yeah, that'd be great. That'd be fun. All right, cool. If I, if I end up without plans and flights aren't too crazy, uh, I would love to Vision Board with you because uh, I feel like I did more gigs this past year than ever before. Um, I got some really big ideas for uh, for Run Your Mouth for next year. I'm feeling good with, uh, with the growth over here. We're looking at some uh, studio improvements and some producer improvements doing more uh, consistent content. I'm feeling good about things. 
and porch tour. I want to I want to go really big next year for porch tour. So you're the only one doing it. I really respect that. You got a, a good thing going there. Hell yeah! All right. Um, before we get into, because I I got this video that I want to play because it might be my favorite thing I've ever seen take place in Congress. I actually I tweeted it today. Uh, but before we do, let's talk UFC here for a second. Let's do um, it. Do you have any fights that you're planning on going to from now through the end of the year? Cause, I mean, uh, yeah. Well, so we got the December 2nd uh, in Austin. That's Bob Bobby Green and uh, Dan Hooker. They're the co-main event, but they're getting five rounds. I forget who the main event but is, but it's another stack you should stay, uh You should stay through Monday and go to a Kill Tony. Mm-hmm. What? You should stay through Monday and go to a Kill Tony oh. and check out the mothership. It's cool. Good point. Oh man, now you're putting pressure on me to stay. I was just gonna fly in for the event. Yeah, but no big deal. I'll talk to Fanny, see if or whoever, and see if I can't get in there. I heard it's hard to get in, but um, yeah. So and then we also can go to the Colby fight, which is like December sixteenth. But I'm probably not gonna go. Where's that one? It's in Vegas. And it's at the T-Mobile. It's Colby versus Leon Edwards. And it would be a great fight. I'm just, like, kind of traveled out for the year. I could, I could see that. Yeah, I'm not into I it. I thought I was traveled out, and then I've been home for a couple days. And uh, I would really – I wish I drew more people in New Orleans because I really <laughs> want to go back there. And I'm thinking about um, – I'm waiting because there were two – I have three dates on my calendar that were open uh, that were reserved and haven't been confirmed. So if they remain open, I might try and uh, I might try and do New Orleans again because I, I I feel like I need the spirit of New Orleans back in me. It was really cool. I liked it. I've heard good things. You want to come yeah. party with me in New Orleans? I would love that. <laughs> you know, I love getting out and partying. All right, uh, all right. You can pick the order on this. I I want to I want to do a breakdown of this video with you. Oh, nice. Um, you want to do video first or uh, business tips first? Um, video. Video first. You got it. All right. So I think in order to have a uh, proper sound, um, I think, oh, wait, I had other videos from this rally. Um, I'll, I'll come back to that. No, that's, that's okay. Um, I think in order to have proper sound, I'm going to have to take you off the screen okay. and put this back up and then uh, we'll make a swap. All right. Deal. I'm- Tracks the union dues. It's actually higher non-union employees are getting paid by roughly one to two percent which is exactly what union dues are is one to two percent of their salary so i just wanted to set the record straight on that and that's coming from statistics all right now let's talk about mr o'brien himself his behavior as everybody knows in this here in the last time him and i kind of had a back and forth i uh, appreciate your demeanor today it's quite different but after you left here you got pretty excited about the keyboard in fact you tweeted at me one two three, four, five times. And let me read what the last one said. Um, It said, greedy CEO who pretends like he's self-made. Sir, I wish you was in the truck with me when I was building. So off the bat, I just like how personally and seriously people take Twitter. Like, Mm -hmm. I just, I love that even in a congressional hearing, you could be like, well, sir, you tweeted the following. Yeah, let me pull this document of uh, historical record. Yeah, the historical X. record of what uh, of the shit talk that you shat talk to me online. All right, it gets juicy though. Building my plumbing company myself, and my wife was running the office because 
I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. If you want to run your mouth, we can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold, stop it. All right, just off the bat, tell me that's not the coolest moment that's ever happened Is in that? a Senate slash congressional hearing. Um, that's you said online you want to fight me, <clears throat> I will fight you. And then the Hell guy yeah. going, okay, I'll fight you, fine. Then let's fucking do this. I like it. Yeah, that's I how shit it. should be settled sometimes because all these motherfuckers like to run their mouth and talk shit and then, they're, and then they can just say whatever they want. They can just lie. And I feel up, like you know? I prefer, I'm 5'6", I don't know how to fight. I prefer living in society where you don't get bullied into fights and you don't have to fight. That's the society that I prefer. That's the one that I contribute to. And I feel like the uh, pl- uh, the uh, part of the benefits of even a-, a society is kind of coming up with laws that we're not just engaging in this. <laughs> However, if two men stand up in any setting and go, nope, we're fighting this out, yeah. and the other person agrees, okay, I'll fight it out. You should legally be allowed to fight, and everyone should stand back and go, "Fuck yes, I get to have this show." That would be that would make government so much more entertaining. <laughs> yeah, if anything, if like uh, we could somehow have like referees in every room, so they could be like, "Okay, it's on," and then you could clear out a little space. Like I like that reality. That if someone wants to challenge you, and by the way, if when the first time someone challenges you, hey, I want to fight you on this, you could go. Well, I'm actually a pussy, and I don't know how to fight, but I am going to win the battle of ideas, so why don't we continue to actually have a conversation about this, because that's the better way to have civil discourse. You can respond that way. But if you want to do the macho thing and go, I'll fucking fight you, and both sides agree to fight, they should be allowed to fight. Yeah, and if someone's going to slander the other person and and just like make up lies and call him a big old bitch or whatever. Then right. Like, let's see who the big bitch is right here, right now. Let's do All right. this. And now, Sorry. sadly, Bernie Sanders breaks it up. But if there's ever been a character that needs to be like a, a WWF judge with a mallet, him just, guys, guys, this isn't, the, we're, we're in a congressional hearing. This is not the time or the place. If you want to be duking it out, the energy of the two of them wanting to fight against Bernie Sanders just being, no, this is not the way that we do our business here. It's, uh, all right, let's play. Let's play. Uh, I gave, it, I gave okay, it too I much intro here. Here we go. No, no, sit down. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Oh, okay, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Mr. Hold Shen. it. Hold it. If Hold we can, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what he it. said. You'll have your time. Isn't it amazing that whatever Bernie Sanders stick is, he almost sounds like, I will fight both of you, uh-huh. and I will beat both of you. So sit your fucking asses down. I have the mallet. Yeah, he has. He had, like, the superiority in that scenario. He, they, they listened to him. Maybe they didn't really want to fight. Uh, yeah, ha- it does. Uh, well, we're going to play some more because uh, the bald-headed guy, and I always would prefer to be on Team Bald, pussies the fuck out on this one. Uh, All right, here we it. go. Playing some more. 
Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. And God knows the American people have enough of contempt for Congress. Let's not I don't make like it worse. Thugs and you, you have, and you have I don't like you because you just described yourself. Yeah, hold it. You have the mic. Yeah. You have time. All make right. Your statement. Then let's do this because I did challenge you and I accepted your challenge. And you went quiet. No, I didn't go quiet. I was. No, I was. No, no, you no, challenged no. me to a cage match, no, no, acting no, no. like a twelve-year-old schoolyard bully. Excuse Sorry, me. Hold it. No, excuse me. I, have I the will mic. say. I will say it's exactly. Senator Mullen, I have the mic. You have questions on any economic issues, anything that's like, go for it. We're not here to talk about physical abuse. You brought. We're not talking about. Of course, and, I did. And let me tell, let me show you his hearing because I want to. I want to expose this thug to who he is. And you're not pointing at me, that's disrespectful. All right. I don't care about respecting you at all. I, respect I don't respect you respect. at all. So all right, hold me, it. Let me, let hold me. it. No. You're one of hold it. the most hold elite it, people please. acted. Please. All right. This is a, excuse me. Mm -hmm. This is a hearing to discuss economic. Bernie Sanders is so the principal that the more angry he gets, the funnier it is. So, like, if you're at, like, a, you know, at, at like, the auditorium, and he, we are going to respect the performers, you would instantly just cause more trouble because the more mad he gets, the funner it is. Like, even if you're getting suspended, he's that guy. If you can watch him get mad, it just becomes more hilarious. Yeah, you want to instigate him a little bit more. Maybe hundred percent. And so there they are. They, they're, they're playing. I don't respect you. I don't respect you. You're like, is this going to happen? This this feels like this is going to happen. Okay. All right. Let's Show play me the rest. Do you have questions for Mr. O'Brien or anybody else on what he has said? Go for it. I mean, but we're not here to talk about fights or I'm, anything else. I'm quoting exactly what he said. You can and say what is, you want. This is this is your this is your witness this you is brought. My witness. And let me I'm I'm exposing him. You can ex as talk a person anything you want. Right? So in no 2013, nope. in 2013, O'Brien was suspended by the Teamsters for intimidating your own members. In 2014, uh, you were um, part of what would you say organizing the harassment and intimidation of the top shelf crew chef not uh, oh top oh top top chef okay and then uh and i think in the reports they said sexual racist and homophobic slurs and death threats 14 tires were sliced and five teamsters were arrested and you said well i had nothing to do with it but however in that same statement you said but if i get called to <laughs> test file plead the fifth this is this is what this is a witness you brought in here in 2017 you were removed as lead negotiator by then president hoffa for ups for your actions and then in 22, when this guy was elected, what he said after he got elected was he wanted to bring the mob mentality back to the Teamsters. This is your guy. And you're he, obviously going to give him he, a chance to respond can, to your oh, question. Absolutely, because absolutely, this is my question. Because you called me out. I didn't call you out. Did. You said any time, any place. That's That's, that, let's get the record okay. straight. Let's hold it. No. Hold on. All right. Just to uh, uh, pause for a second and add a little commentary. I feel like... Uh, I would, uh, sorry, let me, uh, I, I, the guy, the Senator person, he looks pretty built. Yeah. Yeah. He looks stacked. stacked. Yeah. I don't know his background, but that, that looks like a fit guy. He looks like he could have been like one of these, uh, military crossover into government type people. For sure. Like a Marine. Yeah. I'd have to look it up, but he just, uh, 
he definitely looks like he'd feel comfortable fighting vibes. Although it's also funny if he just totally can't. It's always <laughs> funny when some guy who just works out a whole bunch and has no idea how to fight just uh, has that machismo from uh, taking too much testosterone, uh, pre- pressing too much bench press, and thinking that they got a chance at it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll see. Are we going to find right. out? Well, here, we'll watch <laughs> the other guy bitch out, and then we can move on. Senator Mullen, do you have a question for the witness? Yeah. Okay, let's let's that. hear it. So, anytime, any place. No, that's April, not. April is a charity event. No, that's or... not. That's no, not. No, no it's a, he, no. sir. He said it, and this is. My he is here to cut te- no. tremors and what the questions can or cannot be asked. Now, no, you're not going to. We're not going to be talking about yeah, physical confrontation. Oh, this is about charity for a union charity because this, this is firefighters. Is, and do people. you have a question April, on his testimony? Grow up, please. You have a question. Okay, I mean Robert, that is that rules. That rules so hard that he goes, this is, you wanted to call me out, and I understand we can't do it here. There's a charity for your exact cause. I will fight you at it. That yeah. rules. I would do that. What, but, you would fight uh, look, at a charity event? Uh, yeah, for I, I would have uh, like 10 years ago. I feel like I'm a little bit too uh, broken down these days. I'm actually training a lot, and it's it's like i'm sore as fuck i was rolling today for like 30 minutes in boxing and i'm like broken right now but i have no combat training experience but i love this i just love the way he's throwing out the gauntlet he goes fine you want to fight me right now i'll give you some time to train we'll go to your charity event let's do it you called me out let's do it come on big boy on his let's not be said it you're an embarrassment you said it i'm just simply answering it you're rolling go hold it hold it I, Senator Mullen, you made some charges. Charges? Mr. Mr. O'Brien, do you want to respond to yeah, the ahead, question? Please. Yeah, I mean, look, the reality of it is, you Except know, my challenge Mr. Tough Mr. Mullen, <laughs> tough guy. Answer, yeah. hold it. Answer the questions. All right, you don't want, if I, he, he made a lot of statements, right? And his statements are fiction at best. Fiction? I read them. Okay. Where, 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 where? What? Oh, answer the question, please. I can't understand him, to be honest with you. All right. He rambles so much. What was your question, actually? Well, you said I made a lot of statements. No, but what's your question? I don't understand your question. Could you repeat it? You said anytime, any place. What's your question? Accept the challenge. What challenge? You said anytime, any place. I'm accepting yours, so why don't you come What back? challenge? What challenge are you talking April about? April 30th. How about we do it for a charity at the Smoking Guns in Tulsa, Oklahoma? No, what, we're not going to be talking about challenge? physical confrontations here. You want to fight me? What do you say by anytime, any place? Let's have coffee. Discuss our differences. Oh, oh that's yeah, that's right. Exactly. All right. Well, let's say I don't have coffee. Let's do it. All right. I'd love to. But do the... it's funny how you... What a bitch. Uh, that was smooth, though. He fucking. Oh, so for he... the rest of your life, though, you're a fucking weasel bitch, dude. You knew what you were. Oh, yeah. I wanted to have coffee with you. That little smirk <laughs> on his face of, oh, I don't want to have to fight this guy. Yeah. That's that's called being bitched out on live television. And he's lucky that, of all people, Bernie Sanders was there to keep the peace. Can you imagine if Jim Jordan was there wrestling back? Hey, let's do it, boys. I'll roll out the mat. Uh, Jesse Ventura would have like been doing backflips off, off the ring or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There you go. Robert. What's what? uh what, what what's your business tip for us for this month? I feel like we might have missed uh September or August. I feel like we we might be one behind, but uh, That's all right. As we as we come into the Thanksgiving, the holiday season, people are going home, they're visiting, they're going to start thinking about New Year's. 
what uh what do you got for the good folks uh for sure go to sheath.com we bought sheath.com it's been sheathunderwear.com for like Ooh, the last decade so we finally nice. bought sheath.com leveling up and we're keep you know keep your feet on the grounds keep reaching for the stars i'm trying to do this ufc thing but it's super expensive and i don't know how it's all going to work out but it's really cool and we have another event on saturday where we're going to be sponsoring we're in the octagon it's kind of like a dream come true as far as getting in there i'm waiting to see the roi essentially but i i've been wanting it for 10 years had that burning desire and it and we manifested it so what but we'll see how, like how how that all plays out and um i was i did i gave this i was doing a podcast last week and i talked i talked about how i started taking uh i like ad not advice but i was inspired from jake paul and his method of growth i guess over these past few years and what he's doing is and i've already talked about this probably he hired a bunch of coaches so he has you know like does a, like a dozen different coaches and so i feel like if you can try self-improvement read self-improvement books and i def definitely recommend that but also if you're really like whatever put your money where your mouth is and hire a coach and get you get like the fast track towards success and and, and growth through having coaches because like you never push yourself as hard as you would if you had a coach either yelling at you or encouraging you whatever kind of suits you so be willing to do what other people won't do um you know the coach can get you to believe in yourself if you're if you're having some issues with that and i'm trying to take the coaching i'm getting from the various coaches I'm working with and and like kind of pass that on to my team and build them up and get them to believe in themselves so that we can then take care of our customers. You know, it's like this full chain of events that are going to give our customers the best Speaking experience. of taking care of your customers, yeah. are we restocking on uh, the Long Johns for 2024? Yeah, I need to send you some. We just got yes. some. They're here. They're here. I'm going gotta... to email you my personal address because uh, last night I went into studio, which I never do. I was in the city and I got off the highway and I went into studio just because I heard that there was a sheath package there for me. And I said, I'm getting my underwear. I was like, sheath <laughs> is my sponsor. No one's touching my underwear. I think I got those new bamboo, purpley, whatever things. Nice. I was like, I'm excited for the new models. Now, personally, I know everyone's got their own way of wearing their sheaths. I like the long ones, like the Donald Cerrone's. I think the eight-inch ones that kind of go further down your leg. Yeah, I, I, that's the those are the ones that I like the most. Um, and unless I'm on my bike or doing some workout, I don't normally use the sheath. All I'm wearing them as boxer briefs. That's the way that I like to sheath. You do what I'm you got to do. I'm, I'm not giving anyone else a hard time about how they like to sheath. Maybe you like <laughs> the ultra sexy ones that show off more of your uh, your uh, your your big glute muscles. You yeah. know what I mean? Maybe you like like kind of like the bodybuildery thing when it's like a little bit higher up your leg. I like the long one because I feel like when it's the long one, I don't even feel like I'm wearing it. Everything down there is just slippery and smooth. That's the style that I like. However. Uh, the ones that came in, they were actually larges and you made, uh, Mike Harrington's life because Mike Harrington was there and I was like, looks like they sent some larges. So Merry Christmas from the, uh, from the people at Sheath. 
But I'll have to send you an email because if those long johns are coming through, I want I want some long johns and mediums because I don't run the heat over here. And let me tell you, those long johns are a lifesaver. They are really good, and yeah. especially for the winter. Um, I think I'm they're so- my favorite product because I'm just telling you, you throw those under sweatpants or just when I go skiing, I wear that just with like the as my pants, and it's like I, I don't know, it's more comfortable than being naked. Yeah. You're like a seal, a slippery yeah. seal, like sexy and uh, no chafing. I highly recommend those, but we're, we're going to be having a huge holiday discount sale starting like Forget that though. Tomorrow. Use the RYM code. Yeah. Well, <laughs> forget the you, 30 and 40% yeah, off. Yeah. Don't use the Black Friday code. Use the RYM <laughs> and get support this podcast, which is sending you good information um and get, lets me come on here and hang out i do appreciate when's the uh when's the big black friday kickoff when give people the inside scoop we're gonna we're gonna release it early i would say within the next 24 to 48 hours everybody's releasing the black friday you know a week or two early so we got to play the game and there you go 40 yeah, percent off no one wants uh someone else to put out the super deal and then everyone blows their shopping load and then your exactly. super deal comes out and you're like well i i would have liked that but i already blew my load yeah, they already spent all their money, so we we got to get in there early. Um, just for keep the early. You, know, for, you should you should call it the early load blower sales. <laughs> uh, 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 we should, we really should, but we're not going to do that. We, dude, this I, here's a weird story. This morning yeah. we got I, I got a text from a worker of mine, and he said like, basically, there's this YouTube uh, Instagrammer who has the amazing uh, the the super racist podcast it's called the okay. super racist podcast it's actually vacation comedy something channel on instagram but this guy's wearing like a hood like he's in the kkk and he's talking to some kind of uh arabic woman and he's just making he's uh, doing comedy i guess he's kind of it's like a satire thing and people were super offended that we were sponsoring this super racist podcast and i'm like we're not I don't, I don't know who they are. We're not sponsoring them. Right. But he's saying we're a sponsor. And I told him, I messaged the guy. I was like, well, we can't really endorse what you're doing here, but we do endorse comedy. And so, and a lot of his shit is really funny. If you go to his, his page. Well, you, and, see, you see, he's on the manifesting train. He's like, if I just say that I'm sponsored by sheath underwear, I'll get to meet Robert Patton. You see, he'll just call me. And he's taking the steps in the positive direction of having a relationship with you. You just got to put it out there. Make you it gotta happen. You got to put it out there. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was funny, though, because I was getting, like, my employee was he's like, it's offensive. And I'm like, who's offended? And he hasn't responded yet. But <laughs> I'm sure somebody's offended, but people are always offended. And if we don't. You know, yeah. like if we well, stop. That, that's where you got to be corporate and go, uh, I don't know if you have HR. All right, I'll escalate this to HR. Uh, <laughs> or we have no affiliation with this podcast, so they're just out there speaking some nonsense. And I agree yeah. with you uh, that this is not the type of thing that Sheath would support. We would never do that, of <laughs> yeah. course. But it was really <laughs> funny, I must admit. So I don't know. I'll have but to it... check it out. Well, uh, when Ari Shafir had his uh, little thing going, The Amazing, the Amazing races, races, that was great. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody chill. It's fucking con- It's satire. It's comedy. When Dave Chappelle did the thing where he was in the KKK's outfit, I mean, it was hilarious. But this guy's, anyways, you know, it's like this uh, 
hypocritical kind of thing where it's it's okay if somebody does it but it's not okay if other people do oh, it. oh yeah blah, 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 all right blah, blah. i'm gonna go get myself some dinner always a pleasure mr robert look forward to the next time we get to hang out in person we get a man at two incline i'm getting my legs nice and strong you better believe it make sure to watch that dave smith uh debate it starts oh in like yeah 30 it's minutes. uh it's actually in 24 minutes that's what yeah. i'm gonna do i'm gonna go cook myself some dinner i'm gonna sit down and watch that zero hedge debate live yeah and then uh maybe even get to some other work or maybe okay. maybe i'll maybe i'll pour myself a cocktail and call it a night smoke a blunt and go to sheath.com don't fuck around all right thanks so Thank uh, you, sheath underwear does it still redirect or yeah they're both the same for now right. yeah, yeah but sheath is still cooler more it's more a little just, bit yeah concise i like it all right later <laughs> mr robert all right robert wait hold Bye. on for one second let me end the stream but hang out